We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning and we are pleased to be joined by Tanisha Grant. She is the director of the new Women's Empowerment Center at the Community Renewal Team, a community action agency based in Hartford. Good morning to you. Good morning. Well, tell us about the Women's Empowerment Center. You had your grand opening earlier this month. What's behind it? So the Women's Empowerment Center is located on 330 Market Street in Hartford. It's a place where women can come to a supportive environment and get help or receive classes and um, whatever they need. What's the genesis behind the Women's Empowerment Center? Our esteemed um, fearless CEO, Lena Rodriguez, thought about this idea about four years ago um, that there was a need for women um, in the greater Hartford area um, to be able to come to a place where they could be to, where they could receive supportive services and so they held a focus group um, just to just to touch base with the women that are in the community and it, they identified that there was a need that there were were gaps in services for a supportive environment for women and so um, they started fundraising for this um, for the center and that's how it um, became to be they um, actually raised enough funds to be able to um, hire staff to be able to to um, to run the center which is myself um, and that's where we we go from there how long a journey has this been so far so like I said, from she thought about this about four years ago. Um, they started fundraising for it a couple about a couple years ago now, and then we started um, like a soft opening um, in May, where we started see, actually seeing seeing folks um, in our center. And then we just had our grand opening last week to let everyone in the state of Connecticut know that our services are there for women um, to come and access services. What sort of services do you provide? We offer case management services for women that want to work on some personal things and maybe something as um, significant as basic needs. So they may have some issues with housing or food security. So we try to connect them um, with programs that will be able to assist them with that so that they can start to really focus on um, thriving um, with their um in their lives. So then we also um, offer medicated assistant treatment for women that may be struggling with opioid addiction, um, which as you know is prevalent all over the United States right now. So we have a program that um, addresses that specifically with women. We also um, also offer behavioral health services um, for women. So if any of them are just struggling with um, some needs and just just needs another listening ear to talk to to help guide them through whatever it is they're going through, we have behavioral health programs for them um, as well. And we also, for women that may not be struggling in those areas but are looking to develop themselves professionally 
or would like to start their own business. We also offer um, professional development courses like um, like um, networking, leadership training. Um, also, we offer um, if they want to start their own business, how they how they could start their own business. Talk about some of the demographics behind the Women's Empowerment Center and why it came to be. Okay, so we pretty much we serve women all different um, walks of life. So the majority of the women that we serve um, in our center currently are Hispanic females and um, and Black females that are, that access our centers. The age ranges for for these women um, vary. Um, we have someone in our program that's as young as 27, and we have um, someone as old as 65. So the so it runs the full the full gamut. Um, we've ha- encountered a couple um, individuals um, that have come to the center that have been homeless. Um, we've a- been able to help them um, find housing so that they aren't um, sleeping out in the street. Um, and most of them are single moms that are that are coming to coming to our center. And CRT overall, at least last year, served. Well, 60% of the people who came through your doors were, were female. Right. Compared to, what, 51% of the general population. So you serve more more females than, than men disproportionately compared to the population. That's true. And talk about case management services. What is going to happen first when someone comes through the doors of the Women's Empowerment Center? So normally, when and, in, and this is what we've been experiencing for the past two or three weeks now, so someone is either heard about our, um, our program out in the community um, and they come in and say, hey, this is what's what's going on with me. Um, this is the crisis that I'm experiencing right now. So we kind of talk through it. Um, I try to figure out what's um, something that I can help them with immediately. And then after that, we go over like what kind of goals they want us, um, they would like to set going forward um, once we resolve whatever crisis it is that they're going through. Does it necessarily have to be a crisis? It doesn't necessarily have to be a crisis. So, like, we had a female that came in today. We had a female that came in, and she um, was interested in starting her own business. Um, the only thing problem that she was having was her criminal background um, was getting in the way of it. And so she wanted to start a business where it's, um, like, a second chance business where she can create a commercial cleaning business and still give opportunities to ex felons as well um, with the commercial cleaning business that she wants to offer. So, she, so since she has a barrier of getting employment with um, commercial cleaning companies on her own, she wants to create it, create it for herself, and then also be able to give back to others in the community as well. So the Women's Empowerment Center began earlier this month, but you've worked at CRT longer. Mm-hmm. In your experience, how big a barrier is that stigma of being a former offender? It's huge. If they don't have someone that's willing to take a chance on them, it's hard for them to find employment. And the same thing with housing. And so it's crucial with um, our case management staff at CRT that we um, advocate for these individuals because they shouldn't have to um, be held. They've already did their time and they shouldn't have to be um, held back from being a productive member of society because of something that they did in their past. Um, 
And we what we find is that a lot of these individuals that we serve, um, whether it be um, a female or someone from our um, from our other program that's been part of the criminal justice system, that they struggle with um, with that and just needing someone to be able to support them and say, you can do this. This person didn't let you in. We're going to keep at it. And then also for our staff to build relationships with different landlords or with companies that are willing to give um, folks a second chance. And that's that's crucial because once they they really want to work, they want to change their life. They don't want to be stuck paying, getting paid minimum wage because in Connecticut, you cannot live off of minimum wage. And so it's important for those relationships to be built so that they can have a connection um, to feeling like they like they're able to give back to the community. Is the objective to have one case manager always handling the the same client so they get to know that person? For the, for the most part, that's how it is. Um, folks will get a case manager, and that that will be the person who they stay with the entire time while they're in the program. But of course, if there's turnover um, in the program, they'll be our staff work together, and we all know each other's um, clients. So. It'll be, it's like a seamless transition um, where if someone does take um, um, leave leave employment, they'll still have someone that they know that they um, that they can talk with. How is the Women's Empowerment Center funded? So right now we get a, we got a small um, state grant, but it's 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 not huge. Um, we do a lot of fundraising for this event. We just had our golf tournament last week. Um, where we raise money for the Women's Empowerment Center. Um, but they've just been constantly um, doing a lot of fundraising for, for this program. I know it's been early, but what sort of support have you seen from the community so far? Oh, wow. So we had um, the state treasurer come out for um, our ribbon cutting, and we've also had um, Lieutenant um, Weisswitz come out as well to give her support as well. We've also... Um, joined the Connecticut um, Council on Women and Girls. Um, we've also had um, partnerships from SCORE and Small Business Association that's willing to work with us. Um, we also have various women um, from very di- from different interest- industries that's willing to come in to provide mentorship to the women that, we, um, that we're serving as well. Are there any sort of income requirements to to take advantage of the the services provided by the Women's Empowerment Center. All of our services are free to um, the women that come to our to our center. Um, so they can come in; they don't have to have any money, or they can have a ton of money. Um, it doesn't really matter. They can. All of our services are free. One of the the striking things I think is that you provide a very wide range of services. You know, helping someone who who comes in off the street and doesn't have a place to stay, all the way to you know, someone who wants to start their own business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we Women are, how could I say it? We're like, um, we're almost like an onion, per se, where we have different layers, right? So you could peel back one and you find another one. And then it also it can turn into a, blo- a blossom once you, as you're pulling these, um, pulling these different layers back. And so it just depends on what part of the blossom the woman is at when it determines what their need is. And then we just help them with whatever it is they want to go. Is the objective to help your clients and they move on or to keep them as part of your program? So we would, I don't want to say for them to move on. And I want to go back and, and 
we like to call the members of our center. And so a lot of the women that we um, that we've seen so far want to give back as well. They want to um, spend their time there because they've made connections with other women. And so it's like a sisterhood for them. So, yeah, they may have come to get whatever help it is that they needed, but they also um, want to lend an ear or be able to say, hey, I've done this. Have you tried this? So providing their own natural supports um, to each other outside of just being um, involved in the center. So they're not, we're, we not only help them, but they're helping each other as well. You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Tanisha Grant. She is the director of the new Women's Empowerment Center, part of the community renewal team in Hartford, opened earlier this month. Talk a little more about the importance of mentoring, pairing your members Mm -hmm. with successful people and maybe the business community, the nonprofit community. What happens with that process is we go through an orientation process where we meet with the um, proposed mentors and we go over um, the different things that they can encounter while they... um, while they're mentoring. And then we connect them with someone who we feel would be um, able to um, benefit by their expertise um, or their experiences that they may have had. Um, it's, it's crucial that during the orientation phase that we, um, that we have them meet up with each other and fill each other out, almost kind of like um like match.com, right? To make sure that it's a that it's a great fit and everyone is is comfortable working with one another and they just go from there. Talk about some of the classes you have coming up over the coming months. Okay, so um up over the coming months we have a networking class that's coming um that's that's coming up. So teaching the teaching women um how to network in the community because connections are are great. And it's all about who you know. And so teaching women how to be able to network with one another and then be able to find their own resources should they need to um, find them. And then we um, energizing um, workshop that's going to come up. So just jumpstarting them um, to getting them to to change their mindset on how they are seeing things. Um, And we also in coming up in um, October, we have a self-defense class that we're going to be offering um, to women. And pretty much um, it's part of the um, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So we want to just get that out there to women, too, that um, that they can learn how to do self-defense. Are these classes people should sign up for in advance, or can they just show up when they look at the calendar on your website? How do they do that? So when they look at the calendar on our website, it'll give them the information on how to register for each of these classes. And we have um, a limited space, so once they do go on our website um, to register for these classes, um, they should they should do it right away. Um, we also have small business classes, again, that's, um, that's about to start um, with SCORE. They're going to come in and pr- um, provide entrepreneurship classes in the evenings um, for us as well. And what is SCORE? So SCORE is a nonprofit agency. They um, work with Small Business Association. And what they do is come out and um, present workshops on marketing, um, market research, business plans, how to find funding for um, your job, I mean for your job, how to provide funding for the business that they want to start, credit repair, 
and everything like that. So they'll be coming in to, to come in um, to provide women with support in that area. Now, the self-defense classes, how physical do these get? Oh, well, they are physical. <laughs> I mean, because we want to be able to teach them if they're in a dark space, um, dark area, and someone grabs them from behind, how they should how they should respond to that. Or when they're in a parking garage and they're walking to their car and they're alone and they have bags, how they should um how they should carry their bags and things like that. So um, it can be physical. We're going to teach them some moves on how to be able to defend themselves should somebody grab them from behind. And who teaches that class? This class is going to be facilitated by Prady Kaufman. She's um, one of our volunteers who's been active in um, our center since inception. Nice. So as we mentioned earlier, this is a new role for you as director of the Women's Empowerment Center, but you have been with CRT longer. Mm-hmm. How did you come to, to be director of the center? Um, I started um, with our program, running our Department of Correction residential program um, for CRT. And then this position had, um, had opened up. Um, and it was something that I've always wanted to do. Like, literally, it was my dream job to work with um, women and children. Um, and so when I saw this, I, I was like, I had to I had to do this. I my me personally, I had a tough time growing up as a kid. And so I've experienced a lot of things that um, a lot of the women that we serve um, have have experienced. And so I have firsthand knowledge about how to go through these things. I just want to be that offer or that beacon of hope for them to let them know like, hey, you can do this. Like you don't have to be another statistic. And even as far as um, being able to um, start my own business as well, um, there's just so much, there's just so many different things um, that women can do once given the courage and the empowerment to be able to do it. And so that's why this was was a was a great fit for me to be able to um, do this because the the mission of the program aligns up with um, my values as well, which is very important. So this isn't work for me. This is uh, I'm doing what I love. So. Labor of love. Yes. One of the services the center offers is supporting families of incarcerated women. Talk a little more yes. about that. So we also have a, um, a partnership with um, the Judy Doran Performance Project, and that's where um, I will be providing case management services um, and resources to the families of um, women that are incarcerated. So this this weekend we had um, an event, Mom and Kids Weekend, where we go out, we do um, projects with them um, on bonding um, with their child and being able to um, to help the families um, while they're struggling um, with um, issues that may impact be impacting the kids that um, whose moms are incarcerated. And I'm guessing in many cases the mother is often the head of the household. Yeah, mom, mom is um, head of the household, and so the children are most likely staying with the, um, with a grandparent or with the mom's sibling or with their own siblings. And so it's just um, just providing them with support and resources while they're going through this time with their mom being incarcerated. What would you say is the most challenging part of the work you do? I just talked about this a little while ago. Um, I think that um, I take a lot of this stuff home. 
it's difficult to disconnect it, it, sometimes. It I'm is. Guessing. It is difficult to disconnect. Um, I think that for me, um, like the one of the I had a family come in the other day that was um homeless, a mom and a daughter. And she was being evicted from her home. And it wasn't because she didn't have money to pay the rent. The landlord just didn't want to um, fix the apartment. And so she was like, um, I asked if she, if I could, could get her into a shelter, would she have someone to send her daughter to? And she was like, she would not. They would actually sleep in a car. Um, and so it was, it was heartbreaking. And so um, we were able to, to find shelter for her, um, for her and her daughter. But... If I would have went home and then not found her anything, that would have been on my mind the entire um, time about how she's about how she's doing. And so um, I'm glad we were able to to help her with that. But that that yeah, taking it home is a, is, a, is a challenge. Now on the other side of the coin, what's the most rewarding part of your work? The most rewarding part, um, seeing someone um, where they started off struggling. And they've just like come to like the, the like a shining star. Um, I have a lady that I worked with, and she it was difficult for her. Um, her kids were removed from her home. Um, she's since now about to have them um, come back home with her, and um, her being able to find a voice to say that she's no longer going to allow her ex partner to um, abuse her um, or to um, dictate what she can and can't do with her children anymore. So her being able to find her voice um, on her own, um, which is which is great because it's not. I don't like to tell them how to do stuff, but just raise questions for them to think about. Hmm, what about if this happens, or what if you do this? So allowing her to formulate her own decision and like, you know what? I am good. I am somebody. I am a great mom. I don't deserve to be hit. I don't deserve for my children to see their dad treat me the way that he does. And I am no longer going to tolerate this. Now, this program has been four years in the making. Mm -hmm. You had a big milestone earlier this month when you launched. What's the next big milestone for the Women's Empowerment Center? The next big milestone for the Women's Empowerment Center is to um, incorporate um, youth into our program, um, young women that are in um, high school, to be able to start doing leadership development classes with them, teaching them about the importance of credit before they actually start going to, co um, to college, um, teaching them about things that um about politics and how to run for office if they if they would like to run for office so just building up that next generation of um young women leaders it seems there really is a big financial literacy gap isn't there when you know you you come out of high school or college it, it there totally is um you've been there before so you you know when as soon as you graduate high school you start to go to college they send you a ton of credit card applications and you don't know what you're getting into so you apply for everything and you use them all up and then you apply for student loans and then you in your student loans you may have taken more than what you needed to have taken and so now you have this this huge student loan debt by the time you um, graduate college and then hopefully you find a job in the field that you want to um, you went to school for all this time where you'd be able to pay it back. 
Tanisha, yeah. if people want to learn more about the Women's Empowerment Center, how can they do that? So if anyone wants to know more about the Women's Empowerment Center, they can give me a call at 860-761-7897, or they can go on to our website at www.crtct.org and be able to um, click on the link for Women's Empowerment Center, and all the information, our calendars, and everything is there. She is Tanisha Grant, director of the new Women's Empowerment Center in Hartford, part of the Community Renewal Team. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.